Hey y'all, welcome or welcome back to Flourish with me, Khalil. Today, I'm interviewing Julia Tertian, which I am super excited about it because, well, I mean, I've already interviewed her, but I'm excited for you guys to hear because it was amazing. It was really just fun talking to her and getting to hear her insight and just the things that she struggled with, like that vulnerability of just sharing things and maybe not quite knowing how to answer a question is, is vulnerable and that vulnerability is beautiful. And if you guys do not know who Julia is, please go look her up. She is an amazing cook, and I believe she has Skillshare and Master Classes, so, like, why wouldn't you go look it up? I mean, like, come on, you guys. It's cooking. Cooking is amazing. Don't you want to know, like, how to make amazing recipes? I mean, maybe you don't. No judgment if you do not. But it was just... I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. I know that I said this in the debrief, but it was very insightful, and I just, I highly enjoyed it. So I hope that you guys do too. So let's get right on into it. Hi! Hello? Hi! How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay and everything? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, totally. I, like, had never heard of this app before, but it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, um found out but from uh, I found out about it from school and just doing podcasts at school I was like oh but there are like there's so many ways you can make a podcast yeah yeah have you ever been on a podcast interview before yeah I have and I actually um host a podcast but I haven't done it in a little bit so really? this is um like something I really enjoy doing and I'm really glad to do it with you yeah I love love making podcasts what's yours about um the title of it is keep calm and cook on and so it's um when I started it I thought it would be like talking to sort of food people about food but it's really funny because I end up talking to a lot of people who are in the food world but we don't really talk about food and then I, <laughs> and I talk to some people who you know aren't you know like chefs or cookbook authors or whatever and those people, we end up talking a lot about food. So it's been really right. funny to kind of see how it plays out. But yeah. really just kind of like hearing people's stories and, you know, why they do what they do and how they do it and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I might have to go listen to the episodes you have up. Yeah, that'd be fun. No, and I'm excited to listen to yours. Yeah. So the first question and like technically the only question that I start out asking is, what does it look like to truly flourish for you on a day-to-day basis? So what does that look like for you? Mm, that's such a wonderful question. Um, to truly flourish on a day-to-day basis for me means, I'm going to try and not overthink this. Um, <laughs> I think for me, it means just being myself and being, uh, being forgiving. And I think also having uh at least one kind of moment of just total joy or happiness or just Mm -hmm. something really positive and and hopefully being able to share that um with someone else my wife and our dogs (laughs) 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 let me sorry let me turn off my text sound I just realized that dinged while we were (laughs) on sorry about that no it's okay sorry I I thought I I needed I just realized I need to turn off mine too because that's destructive. <laughs> I thought I had it off. I'm sorry about that.
Okay. Do you want me to um, respond to that again or anything? Since oh, were you finished? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was just making sure that you were. I didn't oh, have anything else to say. No, um, sorry. Is overthinking something that is hard for you? And how long did it take you to get to the point to realize, oh, I need to live like as me, not trying to be something that mm. is accepted? Um, overthinking is something that's... I would say challenging for me and in some ways it's hard for me, but in some ways I think it's too easy for me. <laughs> like I think I, I slip into it really quickly. Um, yeah. Like I overthink things um, before I give myself a chance to um, not, you know, be thoughtless about something, but just to not, um, I guess the word I would use is sort of spiral about it, you know, to mm-hmm. not, um, yeah, to not overthink it. My, my wife, Grace says when, when I do that or anyone does that, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever made um, bread or anything like that before, but mm-hmm. she always says it's like you're over kneading the dough. <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're making this too hard. <laughs> like just relax. Um, so yeah, I think that's something that I, I do too often. Mm-hmm. I relate I, to that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really common. I know I'm not like alone in that. And um that's interesting for me to hear you relate to it like do you have any thoughts on why why you do that I think it's just for me it's like I am a deep thinker naturally Mm -hmm. so like everything I take into account and I'm like well this does have some like other meaning or am I like I overthink sometimes my emotions like why am I having this emotion oh my gosh is it because of this this and that and Mm. really it's just the emotion in itself so I'm, I think I'm still kind of figuring out, but I think it has, it's like in correlation with the fact that I am a deep thinker and I just think deeply. Yeah. That's, I think, a really positive way to look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, might, I might have to use that for sure. Yeah. And then you, I'm so sorry, you asked me another question, but we were talking about this and now I've forgotten the second question. Oh no, it's okay. I forget things all the time. I feel like I have like the worst memory ever. Um, but it was how long did it take you to realize that you need to live as you for yourself and your dogs and your mm. life, but like instead of living for what people thought was good for you? Um, I mean, that's something that I know and I believe, but I don't even know that I fully know that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. cause I think it's something I have to try and do rather than something that just comes naturally to me. So I, I would say it's, it's a work in progress <laughs> and it's yeah. something, you know, I still try and, um, continue to, to understand more and to just, and to just live, live that. And I think it's, it's definitely, I don't know, it's something I've been, to be totally honest, like talking to my therapist a lot about lately, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I know, um, that I, I really admire people who go through the world, um, you know, not worrying about what other people think of them. Um, and who operate from that kind of mentality. And I know that that's something I'd like to do more, but I still have a lot of trouble doing that. So I'm trying to kind of, you know, unlock that a little bit for myself, but it's definitely something that I, I, um, I struggle with and, and continue to try and both, both learn and kind of unlearn some other things, but it's Mm -hmm. interesting because I think, I don't know, I think 
it's really easy to say like, you know, just be yourself and don't care what other people think about you. But it sounds like if you're a deep thinker and you also like to ask people questions, <laughs> like, yeah. which I assume since, you know, you do a podcast, like I really identify with that. And I think sometimes I think maybe people like you and I are people who are just interested in what other people think. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I have to make sure that I'm not making decisions based on what other people think. Like, yeah. And you might also hear my dog Winky panting in the background. She just walked over. (laughs) (laughs) If you hear that. It's okay. We've had my dog barking on the podcast before. I just say he's encouraging me, but we all know he's barking at the mailman. (laughs) (laughs) You have a really nice way of looking at things. That's very clear. Um, I think that something like even the people who don't necessarily struggle with like inherently with like changing themselves for other people I think that everyone just goes through a point in their lives that they just struggle with like who am I Mm. and like who am Mm -hmm. I when no one needs me who am I when no one's giving me their Mm. opinion like Mm -hmm. what do I like you know absolutely yeah and you cook and I think that like cooking is an art and like baking is an art because there's a lot of like thought and like visual things that go into it have you ever like change the way that you cooked something because someone didn't like the dish before hmm um so much of what you said is like so insightful um I but to answer your question yes I've definitely changed the way I've cooked things based on feedback from other people and that's happened both professionally and personally um the first thing I thought about was I, I used to work for a long time as a private chef. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, people would hire me to cook for them and their families or their friends, like in their home. Um, so my, my job was to, you know, make food that they enjoyed. <laughs> so if there was anything that they, you know, they didn't love or, you know, they thought was okay, but if I could make it, you know, this way next time, you know, that kind of thing, that mm-hmm. was all, always feedback that I I took, um, cause that was very much part of my job. Um, so, I mean, that's like really kind of like literal and, um, mm-hmm. was like a really clear moment of doing what you asked if I've ever done, but I think it's something I do personally too. Like I, you know, I've, I've mentioned now my wife, Grace, like a couple of times and we've only spoken for like a little bit and, um, Grace is, uh, she's, she's the best, um, <laughs> And, you know, we, we live together and we eat all of our meals together and, you know, we both work from home. So we are really home all the time, you know, not just during the pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. kind of stay at home. And so I I cook at home every day and, and Grace cooks a lot too. And I think we're always kind of thinking about each other and, you know, there are certain things that Grace prefers more than I do and vice versa. And, you know, we both eat all the things that we we love and enjoy and you know sometimes we'll have different kind of variations of the same thing um Mm -hmm. but I'm always thinking about you know would grace like the way I'm making this and sometimes I adjust things based on that and sometimes you know those are things that are um maybe not like against my own preferences but I just I will think about her you know her likes and dislikes Mm-hmm. a lot because I I love her and I'm cooking for her and I feel like cooking is this way to really you know show people how much you care about them and how much you pay attention um mm-hmm. but I do think I kind of feel like something we're sort of talking about too is just 
paying attention to yourself. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, that's something I try to do too. So sometimes, you know, basically what I'm really thinking about as we're talking is butter <laughs> um, <laughs> and Grace really loves more butter on things than I love. So, um, you know, I will like, for example, she, every time I cook rice, she always eats it with like a big spoonful of butter on her <laughs> rice, which is like delicious. I just don't always want that. Or I want a little bit less of it. So I'll give myself the amount I want. And, you know, I'll leave the butter out for her to give herself the amount she wants. And, yeah. you know, th- this seems like such a, you know, tiny little unimportant detail. But I think it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's standing out to me as like a good example of like, we can both have exactly what we want. <laughs> and like, yeah. the amount of it and, you know, be mindful of each other and thoughtful about each other, but not deprive ourselves or one another from from what we want. And I feel mm-hmm. really, really lucky to do that. Just, you know, whether it's <laughs> us eating rice or if it's, you know, other bigger things in life, I think that's kind of how we try to um, operate in, you know, in yeah. our home. Yeah. When you were talking about the butter, I have a next question, but I have to say mm-hmm. the story because my dad is the cook in our house. And one time he was making mashed potatoes And he had, like, this whole pound of Irish butter that he bought. And he looked at the potatoes, and he looked at the Irish butter, and he put the whole pound of Irish butter in the potatoes on top of putting, like, even more butter in. I was like, that's a lot of butter. It was was good, but it was a lot of butter. Yeah. And was he happy? Yes, I think he was very happy. He sounds, I think that he and Grace would get along really well. There's a song about butter, too. There is? Yeah, it's like butter, 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 we got butter. That's literally is that, all it is. is. Is that like a, I've never heard that. Is that like a popular song or is that like your family song? Or? Oh, no, it's like a song my Nana found on YouTube because she also really likes butter and she's wow, a cook. okay. So. I am going to have to look this up after yeah. we talk and share it with Grace. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you take Grace and, like, what she wants and her opinions into consideration, and it sounds like she's, based on talking to you, it sounds like she's helped you a lot. Like, can you go into deeper of, like, how she's helped you with your journey? Like, maybe it's with cooking specifically, or maybe it's with your journey of, like, yourself. Like, how has she helped you? Yeah, I don't even know what I said that you heard that, like, (laughs) but you heard something so accurate, Um, so I think you're, you know just like a very insightful listener so um grace has helped me in so many ways and i feel so lucky to um i just i think she's just wonderful and so smart (laughs) and um just my favorite person to be with and i feel so lucky not only to be married to her but just to to know her and we in terms of like how she helps me in in these ways we're talking about um like the logistics of what that looks like is that we just, we talk all the time. Like Mm -hmm. we are constantly communicating and we're constantly talking about whatever it is we're going through. Like if it's something with work or family or something like that, or friends, um, you know, good stuff, challenging stuff, like everything. We're just constantly kind of uh, in communication with each other and in this kind of really long conversation with each other like sometimes I think about our marriage as like this really just you know kind of like eternal conversation um Mm -hmm. so we we talk to each other a lot which also means you know we listen to each other a lot and um 
you know, when we were talking a little while ago about, um, you know, not, not caring too much about what other people think or not worrying too much about what other people think, that's something that Grace does a really wonderful job with. And um, she is this like very um, regular example for me of, of what that looks like. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I watch her kind of go through her life um, you know, really thinking about, you know, her, her own needs and wants and her boundaries and stuff. And, you know, considering what other people think, but not worrying too much about it. So Mm -hmm. she, she sort of gives me that example. And I think she also, um, you know, as much as she holds herself accountable, she, she helps to, you know, do that for me, you know, she holds me accountable and she also helps me hold myself accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think when she sees, me doing something, uh, you know, that makes like a little red flag goes up, go up. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, she, she tells me and that is so valuable. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, I really think something she and I have been talking a lot about lately is, um, just the role of sort of like criticism and feedback. And when it's coming from someone you, you love, like it's, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. I I definitely agree. I think that setting, like, being accountable for yourself can be very difficult because that means that you're going to have to look for things you wouldn't see otherwise about yourself. And it can be hard to have someone you love tell you things that you don't see about yourself. But I agree. It's something that is, it's valuable. You have to learn how to, like, use it in a way that's not going to damage either person you know totally totally and I think it um it's most valuable when I think there's a lot of trust between the two people Mm -hmm. and um you know and that can be you know for me it's I'm talking about my spouse but for someone else it could be a friend it could be a teacher it could be um you know a cousin (laughs) you know it it could be any way you know someone it could be a friend who's more of just someone far away from you maybe is like almost like a pen pal or something yeah. you know like it really could be anything but I think as long as there's like a lot of trust there and mutual respect that kind of um you know feedback and accountability is like a really positive thing even if it can be really hard sometimes mm-hmm. um what advice would you give to someone who is trying to get out of the habit of changing their art or themselves for someone else because they criticize them? Oof. Um, (laughs) That's a big question. I guess the advice I would give is to just um, remember that it's okay to pause. Um, That that's something I try to remind myself a lot about a lot, um, that it's okay to just take a minute and just kind of sit quietly and um, think about, you know, who, who is giving you that feedback? Is it someone whose opinion for this particular, you know, topic, like, does their opinion matter to you? Like, and if it doesn't, you know, let it go. And and if it does, yeah. you know, maybe it's, maybe it's an opportunity to talk to that person or to get more information. But I think really in those moments where, you know, you feel kind of criticized or, um, you know, someone says something that makes you feel guilty or shameful or um, just uncertain or confused or something like, I think that's not the best 
moment to react from. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you can just take a minute and for me, when I, when I say take a minute for me, that usually ends up meaning like do something physical, like go take a walk or something. Um, mm-hmm. because I get really kind of stuck in my head. <laughs> um, and for someone else, it could mean just literally like sitting very quietly and very still, um, you know, it, that can look different for everyone. Um, but I think whatever gives you a chance to kind of just press pause and kind of like reassess and then go back into it. I think that's really valuable. Mm-hmm. I think that we live in a world that tells us like, go, 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 go. Even if it hurts, just keep going. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You'll heal. And so I think it's important to know to like slow down and take a break and for me, it's something that I'm still trying to learn. I know that I'm young, but, like, you know, <laughs> it's because I'm a very fast-paced person. Like, mm. if we had a microwave, I would yell at the microwave to hurry up. I just live, <laughs> live quickly. So yeah. it's important to learn how to take a break and how to take a deep breath. And I think that's where that overanalyzing can come in, where you can analyze how you felt when that person said something to you and how you should react when the person said something to you, you know? I, I could not agree more. Yeah. Can, can you remind me how old you are? I know you told me when we did the, um, the, I don't, I don't even know what to yeah, call it. I am, <laughs> it's okay. I am 15 years old. So yeah. I am, I'm, I'm a youngling. Well, I feel like it's taken me twice as long to really wrap my head around some of the things you're talking about. So I think you're, <laughs> I don't know if it matters what I think, but I think you're, you're on the right course for sure. Thank you. Um, you, I had a question. Um, you were talking about in some situations when someone's criticizing you, you just need to let it go. But how mm. do you let something go? Oh, that's a million dollar question, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's a much easier thing to say than to actually do. Um, but I think that it, it can look like a lot of things. And I think sometimes I think we confuse like letting go of something with like forgetting about it, like pretending it never happened. And Mm. I think not being in in denial about whatever it is and just something that really helps me when I have a hard time letting go of something. And there's, you know, at least five things that just popped into my head that I'm having a hard time letting go of currently. Um, And for those things, what helps me is thinking, you know, like I can't, rewind you know I can't go backwards like I can't undo this thing and the best thing I can do is just learn from it and Mm. um, use it to inform how I things how I do things going forward and to try and like bury something and pretend it never happened like it kind of only gives that thing more energy (laughs) and like more of your attention um, and to just really accept that like yeah it happened whatever it is you know it could be a big thing it could be a small thing you know it could be like maybe I said something to a friend in a way I I wish I didn't say it you know like but you know everything could be totally fine between me and that friend but maybe I'm like replaying that thing um you know in my head and I think it's just you know I can't yeah I can't go backwards and unsay it but I can try and not say that again yeah (laughs) you know I think I think having that kind of like acceptance over what happened um, and using it to kind of help you pave the way going forward. That's, Mm -hmm. that's helpful for me, but yeah, that's a very good question. If you have an answer, I'd love to know. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't really know that I have an answer to that. Like, I don't think I have the words yet to articulate it. Like, I I know what it is in my brain, but I just I don't have the vocabulary yet, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I know that something that is very important, which I have learned the hard way, is that bottling your feelings up and pretending that they don't exist takes it does take twice as much work because you're putting in more effort to like try to stuff it down instead of just like being in the moment feeling it and learning from it mm-hmm. like it is so much harder to like pretend it doesn't exist because yeah. it does yeah mm-hmm. yeah D- yeah denial is like um you know or fear of of acknowledging something is like just an energy suck <laughs> just yes. like, yeah it takes up a lot of your time and and you know your battery yes and then how do you recharge speaking of your battery mm. how- excellent segue um i recharge in different ways it depends kind of um it, it depends but for me it's it's usually i mentioned taking a walk like doing something kind of physical and kind of outside of my my brain <laughs> is really mm-hmm. helpful for me um so i I think there are fewer things that are more restorative than like a really long walk. Um, I I never feel worse after a walk than before I started. And another thing that's really helpful for me is um, cooking just to cook, not to write it down or like talk about it or, you know, share it in any way besides just sharing, you know, whatever it is I cooked. Um, And I really... I, I get really kind of lost in the just the movements of cooking, um, mm-hmm. just, you know, chopping things and stirring them. And then that satisfaction of like having made something feels really, really good to me. Um, so for me to recharge, it can be, you know, as simple as like making myself a sandwich or making dinner for me and Grace or we do a lot of um work in our community cooking like we Mm -hmm. um, have this like volunteer shift we do every week and where we make like a large quantity of food and I I love the feeling of of doing that and even though that makes me kind of tired (laughs) like I come home and you know I'm always like I have a hard time getting stuff done after that so it's it doesn't recharge me in like this immediate way like oh this gives me so much energy to go do a million other things it definitely gives me the chance to kind of just press that pause button I was talking about which I think Mm -hmm. is like its own kind of recharge and the other thing is that I have the great fortune of um, not having to set an alarm clock in the morning and (laughs) when I really let myself just sleep as much as my body will allow um, I definitely feel a lot better so yeah I try and do that yeah would you say this is kind of a random, I guess, but are you That's like fine. a morning person? Or oh, like, uh, I like a late night owl. So I am not a morning person, but I always want to be a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like such a struggle. And I on days when I do kind of get up early and I kind of hit the ground running, I always feel like, why don't I do this every day? Um, and I like I think that I think really highly of of people who are very productive in the morning but when I really listen to myself and my body and I'm really not a morning person so I'm learning to accept that I feel (laughs) like everything we're talking about like keeps intersecting (laughs) like yeah just to really accept that I am not 
I'm not an early morning person. Yeah. I think that everything that when we're talking about oneself, I think that everything you just kind of talked about just kind of leads back to that. Like it just seems to be interconnected like in itself. If that's mm-hmm. what you've made the the mood or the topic or the energy about. It's just it just circles back to that. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. It was so much fun. And I feel like that it went by so fast. I can't believe it's only been 27 minutes. <laughs> it went by so quickly. So just thank you so much for giving me the time out of your day to come and talk to me and answer my questions. I really appreciate it. Well, I really appreciate you asking me. And I, I, I have to say I've uh, had the opportunity to um, talk to lots of different people on podcasts and stuff. And I you know, if everyone had questions as insightful as yours, um, (laughs) that would be really awesome. So I I really appreciate you asking me and I appreciate just the way you approach all these questions. And I really enjoyed talking with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And just let me know um, where I can find it when you're all set. Yes, I will. Thank you so much. I'll email you later. Okay. Awesome. Great. Bye. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Wow, guys, wasn't that such a good episode? If I could, like, put an exclamation point in words, I I would, but I can't because I'm talking to you. I really, really enjoyed talking to Julia. It was amazing. I think that a lot of our episodes tend to be centered around thyself, oneself. It's so interesting to see everyone's different opinion and different view on oneself and like how to how to handle oneself because you know you may be able to live with yourself but you may not be able to handle yourself you know it was really fun talking to her about how to let go of things because that's something that I'm still learning and how I let go of things is I write it down and I put it in a jar and I say it out loud and I just make the mental decision um to not let it you know consume me but for her for Julia it's taking walks and nature's amazing and beautiful, and actually, I really love nature. When I was little, I used to run up and hug trees. I mean, I'm still little, but you know what I mean, when I was little, little. And it was really fun talking to her about how her wife, Grace, like, influences her cooking and how, like, the things that, like, when she was a private chef, like, um, how taking in that criticism affected her and affected the way that she cooked things. And so I just, overall, I really enjoyed talking to her, and I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation. I really hope that my conversations with the people I interview are insightful and are just fun and not, like, super-duper serious. And, I mean, we did get off track a little bit because, I mean, I told her a story about butter and a song about butter, which, you know... I really like butter, so, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't like butter. It's, like, this rich gloriousness that's golden-ish. Anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed it, and I hope that you guys really enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed talking to her, and I hope to get out more interviews as conversational as this one soon. So, I'll see you guys later. Bye! Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did because you know that I love making podcasts and it's definitely something that I want to do for quite a while. 
If you want to hear more about learning how to navigate, cultivate, and flourish in your own life, or maybe you just want to hear about how other people do, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps so, so, so much. Before you go, I want to say drink loads of water, stay fun, funky, positive, and most importantly, stay yourself because you matter and the world needs the true you. All right, y'all. I'll see you next Saturday. Bye.